Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Goes for the Dallas Cowboys, and we're the Bills. And I can't wait to rub this in his face. He's been telling us this for over 10 years about Dallas. No, it's the Bills. Charm. Dallas is going down, Gary. Only Buffalo is going to win it. Dallas is going down. The national spotlight isn't too big for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills as they take over Dallas on Thanksgiving and beat the Cowboys 26-15 to go 9-3 on the season. Hello everyone, welcome to this special Thanksgiving Day victory recap episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. Happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners. I'm your host Nate and we are going to discuss this Bills victory today in prime time or prime time national spotlight, whatever you want to call it. We're going to go over our thoughts on the game, some stats of the game, our plays of the game. And as always, our wall of famers and wall of shamers with some help from our amazing followers on Twitter. And we're also also for this special victory podcast recap podcast. We're going to announce a new giveaway for next week's episode. So this is going to be uh, really fun, really cool. And, and Mike couldn't make it. Our co-host Mike couldn't make it tonight, obviously with family, as a lot of you and a lot of us are. But I'm joined by my co-host, John. John, John, isn't isn't this victory, it's just, isn't it a great way to start the holiday weekend with the Bills victory? Nate, I, all I want to say right now is, how about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Yeah! <laughs> oh man you know the camera early in the game panning up to jerry jones and he's high-fiving whatever and then like, third quarter he's got his head in his hands <laughs> great that was awesome that was awesome to see jerry jones just like his his arms folded just kind of like looking really sullen and and sulking and just not happy about what was going on that was oh that that actually made my you know i was funny i tweeted this on twitter is it reminded me when they showed Terry Pagula high-fiving ba- Bean and everyone else in, in their box. I, I was just – I kept thinking of that uh, – <laughs> he's just going to, like, flop his nuts onto, you know, Jerry Jones – the table of Jerry Jones' suite, just like Step Brothers, right? Where are you going? I'm going upstairs because I'm going to put my nuts hat on your drum set. <laughs> just like, hey, how you like that, Jerry? <laughs> Oh man, I don't know why I thought of that, but it's just, it was a great, what a great victory. What a great time to talk with you. What a great time to talk to our listeners and all the Bills fans out there on on one, I, I would argue, John, that this podcast, this, this victory is, might be one of our most important podcasts. I mean, even maybe second to the time that the Bills uh, ended the drought with that win over Miami and and then obviously talking about it after 
the the Bengals win against Ravens. Like this might be the biggest victory we've had since then. Is is that possible? I think it might. I mean, so the Bills are nine and three now, which is impressive. Like we talk about statement wins and this and that, but like this is really shaping up to be a statement season, which I think is more important. And for them to get this ninth win on national top um, on Thanksgiving, I think that's that's huge. Oh yeah, I mean let's let's go right into that discussion. I mean there was there was lots of talk about Josh Allen going into this game. Is he going to? Is the spotlight going to be too big for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills in general? And Sean McDermott is he going to prepare this team to be ready for this? Because Sean McDermott has played three different Thanksgiving football games, but the Bills have not done it since what 1996 as a team. So a lot of these guys aren't used to it, haven't done it. Obviously, Cole Beasley has, as he had his revenge game today. An amazing game by Cole Beasley. We're going to get into stats later, but, I mean, how, how good was it to see him just, you know, destroy the Cowboys' secondary? And then you also talk about, you know, the fact that, you know, Josh Allen. Josh Allen had an amazing game. He was picking apart, you know, the Dallas defense, and he just looked so comfortable. He was hitting guys in stride. He was making plays when they mattered. He was good on the ground. And I was just I'm, I, I was just astounded because, I mean, we, we know he's good. He's impressing. He's improving. And w- I guess, you know, I, I guess I'm thinking of the Patriots game, right? The Patriots game is probably one of the biggest games that Josh Allen has played so far in his young career. And that just it just didn't go very well. Now, the Patriots have a great defense. The Patriots are a great team. Um, but, you know, going into this game, I was wondering, you know, how is Josh going to fare? When he's put up against it, but I mean, he removed all doubts. He was he stepped up in a huge way, and you know the stage just wasn't too big for him. Were you were you worried, John, going into this that the stage might be a little too big for Josh? And you know, what did you think of, of his overall play? I don't think I thought of it too much because I think I had faith in McDermott in preparing the team such that that wouldn't be an issue. Um, you know, obviously it's an away game and you know national game and all that, but. I, I didn't really worry too much about that, and I thought Josh Allen played amazing. I mean, it was like I think there was five incompletions for him on the day. Um, he had rushing yards. He had the the great fourth down um, where he picked up the bad snap and and somehow got over the line. And he he was on target all game. I thought he played really well. And um, I was just I was just looking up a small minor correction. You mentioned first Thanksgiving since '96. Actually. They, the last was 94. Oh, was it? Oh, thank you. Thank you for correcting me on that one. You know, it's funny. I heard that secondhand from uh, my wife's uncle. So that's his fault then. Not Don't don't give me, you know, blame for that. That's that's uh, Uncle Pat's fault. So he can. <laughs> he, well, he's like, this was this is last. So like last week, they're eight and three this week. They're nine and three or eight. And yes, eight and three, nine and three um, in both instances. The last time they were that record or better was in 96. So maybe they was thinking of that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Uncle Pat was thinking of that, too. He should have really done his research on that <laughs> before I got on the podcast, to be honest. <laughs> I, it's funny because he told me that today. It, what was great is I don't know if this was like this for you. And I'm sure a lot of listeners, but um, I definitely wore some Bill stuff to Thanksgiving Day. Um, today we spend it with my wife's family and tomorrow we spend it with my family. 
And, you know, I had the kids all decked out in Bill's gear and stuff like that. And luckily, my wife's family, are they're all Bill's fans. So a lot of them, some of them are from Buffalo. So they're all wearing their Bill's shirts and stuff like that. And, you know, it was just a cool atmosphere. I haven't, haven't, don't remember, like you said, it's been since 1994. So what is that, 25 years? I don't remember the last time the bills played on thanksgiving to be honest and and this was just this was just a fun time it was it was cool it was you know especially with the victory i'm high-fiving my brother-in-law you know we're 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 eating our dinner by the tv we're not eating it with the rest of the family <laughs> we're eating it separately so as you should as you should so uh so how about john well, real quick before we get into more of the game how was your game day experience on thanksgiving were, were you wearing were you decked out today Oh yeah, yeah. I had a Fred Jackson jersey on. Uh, I, I was the only one um, in attendance with Bill's stuff on. Great. All right, man. So let's get back into the game. I thought the the offense I thought looked looked great. I mean, Dable another another you know well called game from the booth. I imagine. I don't even know if he was on the booth. It doesn't matter. Like I said, mentioned earlier, it was a revenge game for Cole Beasley. He had over a hundred yards in the game. Allen played well on the defensive side of the ball. Defense were getting after Dak Prescott with sacks, forced uh, forced some turnovers, forced turnovers on downs a couple of times, which were huge. There was a there was one instance I believe in the third quarter where they were where the uh, Cowboys were driving. They were down twenty three to seven, and um, it was fourth and goal, and they uh, Dak threw an incomplete pass to Ezekiel Elliott. So I mean the, the the defense was just all over the ball today. I mean you you won't see it in the stat sheet because the Cowboys had a ton of yards, but I mean, they didn't score that often, and and they had a lot of chances to, and, and the defense came up big when it mattered to. I thought, I mean, what do you think, John? I thought Ed Oliver had an amazing game on this. We talked about the stage not being too big for for Josh Allen. I I, I feel like Ed Oliver has been really coming into form the last few games, and 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 on national spotlight, I think this this was his coming out game. He had that forced fumble against Dak Prescott, which was, which was key because how many times do you see these defensive linemen just go for the sack instead of just going for the ball as, as he did against Dak and just knocked it out. Trent Murphy picked it up. Great play. I, I love the play of Ed Oliver today. And I'm, and I'm hoping that this is something that somehow reaches into the rest of the season and possibly into the playoffs, which, which how well he's with, with how well he's playing. What did you think? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, it's tough too, because he plays a, a position that you don't normally get a whole lot of flashy plays from. Um, but he, he definitely asserted his dominance today and, and you could, you could see it, um, you know, through the season, you know, him, him having good games, um, you know, if you watch him, uh, but yeah, if, if he keeps this up, you know, their defense as a whole is just so good too, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, it was an impressive day for, for everyone on the defensive side of the ball. I was, I mean, you, you couldn't help but, but be excited to see, I mean, after minus that first touchdown drive in the very, in the first quarter, I mean, they, they, they just held Dallas. I feel like they happened in the giants game too. Like the, that first drive, they, Saquon and, and, mm-hmm. you know, they, they went down, they scored real quick and it was a great drive. And then, but then the bills, pretty much held them the rest of the game yeah great analogy there for sure and then you know we can't not talk about our thoughts on special teams for today's game i mean you know i was gonna say haushka had a terrible game kicking but man look at the dallas kicker holy cow he was <laughs> off he was he was even worse than haushka if you could have been you know it's like just goes to show you there's no it feels like there are almost no good kickers in the league this season i mean we the bills have faced two terrible kickers already and this this guy i mean he <laughs> wow 
I mean, what would you think of Hauschka? I mean, was I guess I guess he did pick it up in the second half of the game, but I mean, it was a little discouraging. Him missing an extra point, him the fifty-yard field goal. Okay, I get it, but then him going off, him missing the extra point, and then you know getting a field goal with like banking it off the uprights. Like this is a dome, man. I'm not sure what's going on there. Yeah, I mean, when he lined up for the kick that went off the post. I said out loud, "Well, if he misses this one, they're not going to be able to trust him the rest of the game." And then he doinked it off the post. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh man. That's funny. It's funny. So so let's go into our stats of the game for today's game. Stats of the game, the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, 19 for 24 today, 231 yards and one touchdown. Also, uh, so do you know what that uh, completion percentage ends up being? Yep, almost 80%. Almost like it's like 79.2 or something like that. Almost 80% completion percentage on national TV. What a great – John Brown, can't go without saying John Brown, one for one today. Uh, 28 yards, one touchdown. John, what, what do you, do, we're going to go into our, you know, plays of the game later, but how nice was that play, man? How, what a great dial up on that play by Brian Dable. It was a, it was a handoff to Andre Roberts and then Andre Roberts pitches it to John Brown on an end around John Brown passes the ball 28 yards to a wide open Devin Singletary. I mean, people, you know, and we've, we've criticized Dable somewhat just for his overall game playing, not so much play calling, but. I mean, how nice was that play? I mean, what did you think when you saw that? That was a Tecmo Super Bowl play right there, Nate. I love, I love anything where you pass, where you uh, any any type of you know handoff or toss to another person that throws a ball that you don't think is going to throw a ball, and it's like what? You know, I, I'm just a sucker for flea flickers and all those types of trick plays, especially when they work like they did today. So it looked good. I remember Dable kept dialing up flea flickers last season, and I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen any. I wonder if we, maybe we'll see one in the Patriots game or he's saving them. I hope he's got them up his sleeve, though. On the ground today, Devin Singletary's 14 carries for 63 yards, zero touchdowns, four and a half yards per carry. So a good day um, by Devin Singletary. Josh Allen, 10 carries for 43 yards, one touchdown. He had that one long touchdown scramble, I believe, with 17 yards where John Brown had that really good block in the end zone. Um, that was a cool Frank Gore, um, not a whole lot of yardage today, but that's all right. You know, nine carries for 11 yards, one and 1.2 yards per carry. That's cool, Frank. You know, we just need you to to grind us out in the end of the game. And then receiving the ball. I mean, we talked about this earlier. Cole Beasley's revenge game, six receptions for 110 yards, one touchdown. And that was all on seven targets. Devin Singletary had a great game receiving. He was a second Highest receiver, uh, three receptions for 38 yards, one touchdown on four targets. So a great game by Devin Singletary. Isaiah McKenzie, three receptions for 34 yards on three targets. John Brown, three receptions for 26 yards on four targets. And Robert Foster, one reception for 20 yards on two targets. And, of course, I guess I should mention Dawson Knox, three receptions for 17 yards on four targets. He did have that one drop but i guess i guess the cowboy defender got his hand in there so it wasn't a real drop so ed oliver micah Hyde, trent murphy all have forced fumbles today trent murphy did have that fumble recovery today from ed oliver's forced fumble starlet hulale with that one interception today um in the i believe it was the second quarter when dak prescott threw it almost it was like a it was like a broken screen pass play 
and he ended up throwing it right into the hands of Starla Tulele, and Starla Tulele bobbled it for about 10 minutes, <laughs> and he ended up catching it, and uh, the Bills didn't do anything on the ensuing possession, but that was just a really good play to end that drive, and, you know, it was just a great, great turnover. Jermaine Edmonds leading the defense in tackles with seven tackles today. Um, seven solo tackles, one assist. Micah Hyde had six tackles, four assists. Taron Johnson, six tackles, two assists. Um, sacks on the day. Shaq Lawson had a half sack. Trent Murphy had one sack. Ed Oliver had two sacks, which we mentioned earlier. Jordan Phillips had a half sack. Um, just a great game by the Bills all around. I mean, we mentioned, you know, Stephen Hauschka. Stephen Hauschka was two for three today with a long of 41 yards, and he was two for three on extra points as well. All right, let's go to the Cowboys side of the ball. Dak Prescott. Dak, Dak Prescott had another amazing fantasy game, at least. 32 for 49, 355 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, 12 carries. Only 12 carries. Kind of surprised by that. Only 12 carries. 12 carries for 71 yards. 5.9 yards per carry. I think a lot of that had to do with game flow and the fact that they were down by so much that they couldn't they couldn't throw or they couldn't run the ball. They ju- they were just throwing the ball a lot after that. Um, you have uh, receiving on the Cowboys side. Mari Cooper led all receivers with eight receptions for 85 yards and 11 targets. Um, Ezekiel Elliott had seven receptions for 66 yards on 10 targets. So Zeke not so much uh, rushing the ball but a lot receiving. Michael Gallup had three receptions for 63 yards and six targets. So a lot of receiving yardage. But in the end, you know, it didn't matter. Bills came away with a huge win. It was a great game. Um, we're going to take – actually, before I do that, let me let me give some other stats of the game, some, some quick hits on just some interesting things. The Bills' 26-15 win over the Cowboys marks the team's first win on Thanksgiving Day since. John, let's do a quick quiz on that. What, when was the last time that the Bills won on Thanksgiving Day? Now, you know that the time, last time the Bills played on Thanksgiving in 1994, I will tell you that they did not win that day. That'll be my hint to you. <laughs> so when was that? That's <laughs> what you were going to guess. I know it was. So I'm going to save you from that. What, what year do you believe was the last time the Bills won on Thanksgiving Day? I'm going to go 92. 92. Interesting. Um, no, it was 1975. <laughs> <laughs> Not even close. Not even close. It was against the uh, 32 to 14 against the St. Louis Cardinals when um, St. Louis had a team and they were the Cardinals. <laughs> so they've actually played on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I, I'd be curious to know how many they they've actually played. Not probably not a ton. So Ed Oliver had his first multi-sack game today. Cole Beasley recorded his third career 100-yard game and his first with the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen set a new Buffalo Bills franchise record with his eighth consecutive game with two touchdowns. Josh Allen has now produced nine career games with at least one passing and rushing touchdown, surpassing Dak Prescott for the third most passing rushing touchdown games in a player in a player's uh, first two NFL seasons. Josh Allen completed 11 consecutive passes. That is the longest streak of his career, which that was a pretty cool feat. Starla Tulele had an interception today, and uh, the last time he had one was as a senior in Bingham High School in 2006. He actually returned at 12 yards for a touchdown against Hunter High School. Just a little fun fact like that. John Brown holds a perfect passer rating of 158.3 after throwing his first career pass attempt for a 28-yard touchdown to Devin Singletary. Brown is the first Bills receiver to ever throw a touchdown and 
marked the ninth occasion of a non-QB throwing a touchdown for the Bills. You know which one just came off the top of my head of his, of an example of that? What was it, Ryan Denny or something? Was it against the Seahawks one year? He threw a a touchdown pass to, or or was it, or was it the backup quarterback threw one to Denny? I think he caught it. I don't know if it was from like was like uh, was it Mormon threw it? Yeah, maybe Mormon was the holder and then he threw it or something like that. Oh yeah, just no one covered him. He was just out there in the. Was... Fred Jackson threw one too. Oh, that's right. That's right. Josh Allen's completion percentage, 79.2%, and passer rating, 120.7, both marked career highs. Ed Oliver and Daryl Talley are now the only Bills rookies in team history to record a three-game sack streak. Oliver now has four sacks and a forced fumble in his last three games. So Ed Oliver coming on strong in the second half of the season, as we hoped he would. And uh, with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And after that, we're going to go into our plays of the game and our wall of famers and wall of shamers. So stick around. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Welcome back to Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. This is our recap show that we do after every Bills game during the season. So if you're new to our podcast, if this is the first time you're checking us out, we do one after every game um, during the season. And uh, yeah, so I mean, what's great about our podcast channel on Buffalo Rumblings is that forever, for whatever reason, we miss anything during this recap and you know we only have so much time to talk about this stuff um you will somebody will definitely pick it up on our podcast channel either rumblings q a breaking buffalo rumblings believe the nick and nolan show blitz bills the Maf- mafia mavens like someone will talk about it and will also prepare you for the next week for next week's game which is going to be against the baltimore ravens after 10 days rest so that'll be nice It'll be good so i'm your host nate thank you so much for joining us i'm with my co-host john john so it's into one of our favorite segments of the podcast, our Sweet Sassy Molassi Plays of the Game. Sweet Sassy Molassi, get out the checkbook and pay grandma for the rubdown. So, John, there's there was a few really, really awesome plays in this game. I mean, we mentioned one earlier. Um, what if, if, if I had to give you one play of the game for today, who, what is your Sweet Sassy Molassi Play of the Game? I, I got to go with the one that we talked about. I mean, you, I'm also a sucker for those types of plays, and I, it might not actually be the play of the game, but for, for me, I'm going to go with that one. The You're talking about the Josh Allen handing off the ball to Andre Roberts. Roberts pitches to John Brown. John Brown throws a beautiful ball to a wide-open Devin Singletary for 20 yes. years. That's what I'm going to go with. A little trickery and a pass. 
pass to Boot. Wide open. Singletary with the Buffalo touchdown. John Brown throws the touchdown pass. There's a couple cool stuff. You're going to see a handoff and the reverse this way. And you see Singletary leak out the sideline. And just, wow, that's... When your coach can get you a touchdown by design. And look at that throw. Perfect spiral. For the touchdown. I like that one. I like that one. That's not my play of the game. And I'll tell you why. Because there was a play right before that that was integral into getting that touchdown. And I'll tell you which which play it is. And it would it doesn't show up in the stat sheet as anything specific. But during the game, it was fourth and one. The Bills are deep into Cowboys territory. And Allen does it, which is nice. I love that the Bills do a, a QB dive because it's such a high percentage play. But while he's while the ball's hiked to him, somehow it either gets dropped or he fumbles it or whatever. He somehow finds a way to like in that mound, in that heap of players and linemen, he finds the ball and he picks it up and and he somehow reaches over the pile and gets a first down and more. He runs for a few more yards. And that play right before that, that's what leads to that amazing play that was your sweet sassy molassy play of the game. So they're gonna try it again, aren't they? Yeah, fourth and a foot. And a mishandle on the snap. Allen picks it up and he's still going. Look at Josh Allen. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Watch this. He it's a bobble. He picks it up and he's tackled. And then this is honestly, this is why his teammates love him though. He is a football player through and through. I got to give a ton of credit to Josh Allen for just, I mean, you heard Tony Romo talk about it. He's like, dude, this is why the, this is why his his teammates love playing for him. He is a football player. And that's I. A good one. I, that, yeah, that's, that's like a, that's like a Tecmo Super Bowl when you're in excellent condition. You have a 99 for hit points or whatever, and or hitting power. And, and he goes across the line and like, it almost like, he blows up the defensive line. He didn't really, but like it, it almost felt like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was just what a headsy play. I mean, it could have, it just, it could have gone so many different ways. <laughs> and the Bills, they ended up going from losing the ball, turning the ball over on downs to getting a touchdown. It was a huge swing. And it was integral in the Bills' win today. And it just goes to show you, man, man, you could, if, if I, I'm starting to think more and more each week. Each week we talk about Josh Allen's improvement as a, as a passer, his improvement as far as, you know, a game manager and, you know, deciding just being a very headsy player and determining when to throw the ball, where to throw the ball, not throwing the bad, you know, not, not making bad decisions with the ball. And I, I, I'm starting to think more and more that this, this dude's a franchise quarterback, but if he's for whatever reason, if he's not, he's just so freaking fun to watch, man. You got to root for him. If you're a Bills fan, if you're a fan of football, man, and you don't have a have a rooting interest in either team, I mean, Josh is just fun to watch. He's just, I, I love it, man. I'm so glad that he's our quarterback because how many times do we do we used to see quarterbacks just checking down and just just take the easy way out, throw the throw the five yard hitches or whatever, and it was it's just like slowly move the. This guy is so exciting to watch. Yeah, I'm not worried on third down anymore. Like in the past, you hit third downs. Like, ah, just punt it because you'll, you'll probably turn it over or get minus yards or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I was like, oh, 
I'm like, I'm excited when it's third down. It's like, oh, they got this. <laughs> they, they, or at least they could, <laughs> you know, have a chance. Yeah, there was that Speaking long. Yeah, go ahead. Well, no, you. I, I was gonna go on a tangent. You go first. No, no, okay, I'm not gonna go on a tangent. So there was that long third down play. I believe it was in the first quarter where jo- uh, Josh Allen hit Cole Beasley, and Cole Beasley ended up getting like a thirty something yard gain out of it. And it was just like he just, he just, he's just hitting him right in the hands, man, in stride. Just so yeah. beautiful to watch. It's you're right. I mean, when it's third and long. It's definitely not a. I mean, they may not get it, but it's definitely not out of the question that they can get it. It's it's a possibility for once. So I love that point. That was a great point, John. What were you gonna say tangentially? Oh yeah. So like we're talking about the fourth and one play. So how ballsy of it was for Dallas on their own twenty to go for it on fourth and one like that. I mean, it was less than a yard, but like they messed that up. Like that would have been terrible for them. Yeah, they ended up getting it. But, man, I was thinking at the time, I'm like, ooh, this doesn't sound like a Jason Garrett sort of thing. I always thought he was a little bit more conservative. But that was well, definitely a ballsy call. Called to the headset and said, you better go for this. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Jones. <laughs> oh, man. You think, Jerry, you think uh, now we're recording this, you know, on Thursday night. Do you think Jason Garrett gets fired tomorrow or something like that? I mean, <laughs> No, but I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like that happens a lot after a team plays the Bills, like their coach gets fired afterwards. <laughs> no, is that speaking to how well the team is or just like how, how low every other front office views the Bills? It's like, oh, you lost to the Bills? Like you deserve to be fired. <laughs> I feel like it's more of a disrespect than it is <laughs> giving us credit, don't you? Well, it's something. It's something, <laughs> whatever that something is, <laughs> Un- unsure of what that is, but oh man, too funny. So let's go into our wall of famers and wall of shamers for today's game. Our wall of famer of the game is brought to you by uh, DraftKings Sportsbook at Del Lago Casino and Resort. John, do you know what the uh, line was for today's game? Do you remember what it was? I think it was like six and a half or something. It started at like seven. Yeah, it would start at seven. Yep, you're right. By the time we ended our podcast recap last week, I believe it was seven and it went down to six and a half. And man, if you put a little uh, put a little cash on it at Del Lago, you know, what's funny is they should have given the bill, the six and a half the other way. Yeah, no kidding. Right. I mean, Mike and I looked at that spread and we're like, geez, we got to bet on that. Right. I mean, six and a half, even if the bills lose, I don't see them losing by more than a touchdown. And it just seemed like an, it was an easy bet. If you're a Bills fan, that's the thing about, you know, Vegas and everything like that. Like they don't, whoever sets the lines, they don't know the team like you know the team. Now they know the Cowboys better than you know the Cowboys. But I mean, you know, as a Bills fan, you're like, they're never usually out of it by that much, especially against a team that's not the best who hasn't up until this point, the Cowboys really hadn't beaten, beaten any good teams to get to six and five. So this was easily a, a game that the Bills could have won. So if you made any, if you uh, bet that, uh, made that bet at Del Lago Casino this last uh, Thursday, you uh, you made some cash. So that's pretty cool. Um, let's go. So Wall of Famer for today's game. Wall. John, you want to start this one out, bud, or you want me to do it? Well, I mean, I got a lot of names. <laughs> Why don't you go? You got a whole wall. You have a whole stadium wall. Yeah, big wall. Famers. <laughs> the stadium wall at New Era Field is blank, and John is just going to fill it up. <laughs> so I I have 
I have a couple of players who, who I thought had a great game, but I think I'm going to give it to Josh Allen just because of all the, all the reasons that we mentioned, 80%, almost an 80% completion percentage. The stage wasn't too big. And you know what? The, it, I think one of the things that, one of the reasons I make, I'm making him my wall of famer is that this is, this bodes well. I mean, the bills are going to be playing harder teams potentially in the playoffs, but this bodes well and that the stage won't be too big for Josh and a lot of the other players for the bills. I think the coaching staff, like you mentioned, John is going to have them prepared and it was, it's encouraging. I I'm, I'm really not as scared as I was the bills, the bills going into the playoffs this season, depending on who they get, you know, matched up against, but even so there is a potential that they could win any game this season. And I think that we should all be encouraged by Josh Allen's play. One of his most complete games, you know, that he's had against a decent opponent. You know, he had, he had that one, you know, a couple of weeks ago against uh, Miami, but this was, I believe I, this might be his best game ever that we've seen from him. Statistically, it's not amazing. He only had, uh, you know, 230 yards passing, but um, he just looked in command all game. Didn't take any big hits unnecessarily. He didn't throw any hero balls. Just he's, he's on my wall of fame. John, what about you? Yeah, so I'm going to go with also Josh Allen mm-hmm. as well as Cole Beasley. Oh, good one. And John McDermott and Leslie Frazier and Ed Oliver. Ed. Wow. You know, Ed Oliver was my Mike second choice. Like, Mike wouldn't like that, but <laughs> I'm going to name off all those things. <laughs> oh, you would have heard a giant sigh from Mike. Mike would have been like, come on, man. Like, really, five? <laughs> Why don't you just name the whole Buffalo Bills team, man? <laughs> Oh, Mike. Um, so, so I like I love the Ed Oliver pick. He was actually my runner-up, um, just with the game he had today. Um, dude, I, I'm just loving what he's bringing. I mean, how nice is it to see these like first and second round picks that the Bills are picking not be busts? You know, and and you know what we didn't mention this either is um, Cody Ford today. I mean, he he didn't seem to be. You know, I mean the 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 Cowboys have a great defensive end in Demarcus Lawrence. He's one of the best in the league, and you know you didn't see him that often. You know there there were I believe three sacks against the Bills today, but I mean even so it wasn't it wasn't terrible. There were times when Josh Allen had a I mean it was just a ton of time to pass the ball in the pocket. He looked like he could you know he just had all day, and he didn't look flustered back there. He was he didn't have what is it called when you when you get really nervous feet back there like you have to run. You know, it was like, you know, we used to get with Tyrod when Tyrod had too much time. He's like, well, I guess I, I can't just sit back here in the pocket. I got to run, you know, because I just so Josh Allen and he Josh Allen used to be a little bit like that. And I think this, you know, today's game was just proof that he and this season, for the most part, is that he's, you know, he's staying in there and he's letting his protection, you know, let his receivers get open. So really happy about that. And, you, and you're right. Um, the game planning by, you know, Leslie Frazier, uh, Coach, you know, McDermott getting everyone prepared and uh yeah man just a great game just a great game it feels good man it feels good after this this is this is one of the like i mentioned before maybe one of the biggest games the bills have won since the end of the drought the week 17 game i mean maybe the minnesota vikings game last season was a big win but you know that season wasn't going anywhere they were just trying to prove that they weren't the worst team in the league you know it's a wall of shame 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 for today's game. I mean, I can only think of one specific, actually a couple, but but I can only think of one. I'll go first this time. I guess I'm just going to give it to Stephen Hauschka. 
Um, like I mentioned before, that missed field goal. I mean, when you think about it, that wasn't that big of a deal. It was a 50-yarder, even though it was in a dome. But then the extra point, I don't know. It's just like, man, I hope that extra point doesn't come back to bite us. Luckily, it did not. The Bills ended up winning anyway. But yeah, Stephen Hauschka, wall of shame. What about you, John? Who's on your wall of shame? Was for the record, you won first both times. I think I had some good stuff to talk about. <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm going with the refs. Oh, good one. Now, was it the inconsistency, or was it just that the Bills had to beat the Bills had to beat not only the Dallas Cowboys but the refs today to win? Yeah, this the the biased officiating of the refs. Yeah. So. I was rewatching the game before we got on to talk about it. And, you know, they I think they were just bad, bad at calling penalties because there were a few penalties that went the Bills way that I think that if they were really calling it against the Cowboys, like remember that Dawson Knox pass interference play? It was like on the 10 yard line of the Cowboys. You know, Josh Allen throws it up and the other guy doesn't turn around and, you know, Dawson Knox can't get to the ball. Do you remember that one? Didn't Yeah, but didn't he like hit Knox before the ball got there he did but I could totally see that if the if the refs are as bad as they are they won't call that one they'll be like eh, he was kind of hitting him at the same time the ball would have been there and stuff like that so that one actually I didn't think would go the Bills way but it did end up going the Bills way but I guess you're probably talking specifically is there a specific penalty you're thinking about that really frustrated you I remember there were a few early on they've eluded me just because i just try to so like the one that this one wasn't one of the ones i was thinking about originally but like okay so hughes kind of comes in at the end on prescott or whatever it's like okay i guess that's a call but come on type of thing oh was that the one where where prescott was running yeah he didn't slide yeah i mean i don't know what the hell they didn't even did they even uh was that the one where they didn't even blow the whistle no no i'm thinking of the jordan phillips one that was most frustrating too yeah that that was one of yeah that was one of the first ones i was thinking about yeah but we're all like it's like certain things like there was one where like allen should have got uh like they hit allen um after he gave himself up and that should have been another 15 yards and said they had a punt right brady would have got 15 yards easy oh yeah See, that that was frustrating, too. It was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought we were, yeah, it's inconsistent. I thought we were calling that penalty if you hit the quarterback late. Dak wasn't even sliding. They hit him slightly late, I guess, but he was a runner, and he was still standing up. He wasn't even, and then, and then yeah, Josh Allen slides. He gets wrecked, and it's like, no, no penalty. Like, what the, what are we even doing here? What's going on? For sure, it was frustrating today. Do you think it was one of those things where the refs were like, well, we kind of screwed the Cowboys last week because uh, we called two non-tripping plays so that the Patriots could win the game? So let's 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 give them one today. Well, that's assuming it's the same crew. Yeah, well, you know, I'm sure they all talk to each other. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a good one. So the refs, the refs for you. That's a good one. The so big now. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> the uh i'm sure they all have lunch at the same place there's like a cafeteria of referees just all hanging out you know just talking about how crappy they are and how terrible they are um so i i posted on twitter as i always do every week after the bills game and if you're not following us on twitter please do we are at ctw pod as in circling the wagons pod and i was asking for people's wall of famers and wall of shamers for uh today's game so Mike Taylor's and Mike says, Wall of Fame, uh, not even going to try. I mean, Josh Allen, obviously, but an amazing overall win. And I know the whole team is not an acceptable answer. Just like, you know, it's an acceptable, t- you know, what? it's an acceptable answer this week, Mike. 
because our co-host Mike isn't on today. So you can say whatever you want, man. It's all good. Everything goes. <laughs> uh, Wall of Shame, Hauschka, again, please get rid of him. So you know what's funny is I was definitely disappointed with Hauschka. He made my Wall of Shame as well. I'm just not ready to get rid of him yet. I think the Bills should definitely bring in more competition next season, maybe more so than they have. Beanie is in. She writes, Wall of Fame, Josh, Mother Effing Allen, and my entire family for balling when we won. First time in my life we've been 9-3. and three. That's awesome. That's great. Wall of Shame, the refs legit making up calls. <laughs> the mysterious Trey White penalty and the missing Allen penalty. Yeah, there was that Trey White, um, what was it, hands to the face or illegal contact or whatever. I, I, they weren't really good at showing replays on some of these penalties, I feel. She also writes, I'm officially believing that the NFL wants certain teams to win. Well, they wanted the Cowboys to win. Luckily, that did not happen. So um, Jason Statham is in. My name is Jeff Chelios, and today is the day that I die. Now, Jason Statham, now mind you, all of our listeners, which we do have several listeners in the UK and in different countries, now they did not get today as a as a holiday so i mean they're staying up till what i have no idea what the time difference i think it was like six hours difference right so the game started for them at like 10 p.m so they're finishing around you know 1 in the morning and they're tweeting at us so for all of our uk listeners that are tweeting to us and and uh messaging us really appreciate because actually the next two i know for sure are from the uk so jason statham writes wall of fame the entire buffalo bills team for turning it up on primetime tv on thanksgiving Rolling into Dallas and making them cowboys look like Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> There's a snake in my boots. I love a good Toy Story analogy. Wall of shame, CBS coverage, just pure bias. It's late over here. I'm off to sleep with a smile on my face. Good for you, man. Get some sleep, Jason. You deserve it. <laughs> Dude, what did you think about the uh, – th- I'm glad he brought that up. What did you think about the bias from CBS with Tony Romo and even Emma Smith, right? Yeah, it was kind of hard with so many people. Um to actually hear the announcing. Um, I definitely heard the Emmett Smith one when Hushka missed the field goal. I didn't hear that, but I'm glad I saw people on Twitter tweeting about it because like you mentioned, like I'm kind of talking to people. It's, it's, it's much more of a crowded atmosphere at Thanksgiving in general. So I didn't hear the coverage, but I mean, I heard Tony definitely seemed like he was, I mean, as he should, he's a, he's a former cowboy. You know, I'm not, I'm not really surprised by the bias to be honest. Like when we, when we interviewed Bruce Smith a few uh, weeks ago, a few months ago at this point, um, you know, he was super psyched about watching the Bills. I mean, he would be talking to fans that want to go pick, you know, get pictures with him. And, you know, he would stop when there was a big play, you know, during the game. So I understand that these guys want, you know, their former former teams to win. So I, I totally get it. Um, you know, the bias is whatever. It's it is what it is. I, I know some people are more upset about it than I am. Um, it's just <laughs> these guys want their former teams to win. You know, what can you say? Dave writes in Wall of Fame, everyone, almost. I know you hate group awards, <laughs> but that has a that was a statement win. No correction, Dave. Only one of us hates group awards, <laughs> and that's Mike. <laughs> we can just crap all over Mike because Mike's not on this podcast, so it's all good. It's all good. It's okay, John. We do the same thing for you when you're not here. So <laughs> we'll stop doing it once you listen to him while we're. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> you do. Guys, guys, um, an amazing team performance, except for Hall of Shame Hauschka. It's a dome for F, for bleep's sake. 
plays of the game. There's almost too many to mention. I'm going with Star for his field goal block at the end of the first half. Jeez, I didn't even realize Star had the field goal block. I thought it was just a missed kick. Good catch on that one, Dave. So here's uh, Richard Griswold, Richard W. Griswold. He he gave us a lot of Wall of Famers, so I'm going to kind of condense it a little bit. He has um, he had a lot of like you know John Brown, you know Cole Beasley, a lot of those guys, Allen. But then he also writes something that we haven't really talked about yet. Shaq Lawson making Bean's job tougher. A half a sack, two tackles for loss, two QB hits. Bill's coaching staff. He also puts on the Wall of Sh- or Wall of Fame. Aside from one botched extra point, this game plan was a thing of beauty. Marvelous timing too with the national and he shows like the TV with the little eyes. I'm sure he means prime time national te- national audience. Wall of Wall of Shame, Sean Payton. Jerry will walk you out. I think he's I don't think he means Sean Payton. I'm thinking he's thinking of uh Jason Garrett. <laughs> Jerry will walk you out. Um and Dak Prescott, Wall of Shame, lingering doubts not silenced. Um Shaq Lawson, man. If you had to you know what I'm worried about, Shaq Lawson, and we haven't really talked about this a whole lot in this podcast is that it always worries me, like with Shaq Lawson, Jordan Phillips, these guys on one-year deals or the last year of their deal, that they're performing their best that they ever have. Now, is it a matter of, you know, they're really, that they're really that good and it's finally coming together for them? Or is it the matter of they know that they need to, they're going to make a huge paycheck if they really step step up after the season? Now, do you ever, do you ever have that wonder between either Shaq Lawson or Jordan Phillips? I, I don't know. I mean, like the contract year stuff, I, I feel like for the most part, players are 99% of the time players are playing hard all the time, no matter what, because it's, it's, it's what they do. And if you're not playing hard or then I don't know, like it just might be working out coincidentally sometimes that way in contract years, um, depending on like who you play in the matchups and everything else, but I'm not sure. I mean, I'd be, I think both of these guys are going to demand a lot in the open market as it stands right now, but um, I'm curious, you know, if we end up um, franchise taking one or one of them, you know, just to see, hey, is this really a thing or, you know, are, are you are you for real? Because if you're for real, I mean, if, if Shaq Lawson ends up, you know, becoming a major part of this defensive line, I mean, you know, that would be huge because we're always looking for defensive end help. And uh, yeah, so I, I think I think the price tag might be too high, but we'll wait until the offseason. Eric Helwig is in for the Wall of Famers, Wall of Fame, offensive line. Gave Allen the best protection of the season, which we touched on. Josh Allen proves he's accurate when given time. Cole Beasley made the Cowboys pay for their mistakes. Kevin Johnson with a big game. Ed Oliver with his best game. And the only shame will probably be forgotten, but Hauschka has to go. So I'm not, I guess I'm just not ready for Hauschka to have to go. I mean, I always think of like, well, who is out there that's better? Because, you know, it's it's so hard for these players. I mean, we've seen a, a bunch of kickers go down in IR. And the people that are replacing them aren't that good. And, you know, I don't know. It's tough to find a good kicker. I'm curious. We'll see. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I mean, they, I mean, they could always look, you know, after next year's draft or, you know, they pick up somebody late sixth, seventh round or undrafted to compete, you know, and I, and they usually bring in somebody at training camp anyway. So who knows? I mean, they might end up somebody different next year. Maybe yeah. not. Yeah, I believe they have. I can't remember if they have nine or ten draft picks next year, but I mean, I wouldn't mind using like I don't know, like a mid to late round pick on a possible kicker. Just don't use it like a top three or four round pick. I mean, I don't know if that's yeah. or a first round pick. Who, who did that recently? The Cowboys? Or no, not the Cowboys. The Buccaneers, I think, did recently. There was a second round pick. I don't remember, but the Raiders have done that in the past too, with both I think a kicker and a punter. Like I think Ray Guy was a second round pick mm. in the um. What's his name? Shane, uh, the guy who kicks it long. 
Sebastian Janikowski. Sebastian Janikowski. Oh, yeah, Jank. Yep. Wasn't he an early round pick? Yes, I believe he was a first round pick. Yeah, I don't ever want to do that, though. <laughs> um, TV Nerd came in. She says, Wall of Fame, the 9-3 and three Buffalo Bills for showing the world what they're really made of. That I that was – it's so nice that, you know, you always want the, the team to do well, but you also want the rest of the NFL, the, you know, the rest of the, the NFL audience and, and the players and everyone else to see how good the Bills are. So that that was huge. I, I kind of tweeted, you know, after the after the game that I after, you know, the Bills go nine and three and they beat the Cowboys, the Bills start have to start pushing for, you know, top 10 in all these power rankings, because up until now, the Bills are definitely, for the most part, you know, below top 10, even with eight and three, you know, people are like, eh, who have they beaten? Not that the Cowboys at a six and six Cowboys team is is going to really help their case. But, hey, you know, I mean, they should be considered a top 10 team. I mean, they almost beat the Patriots, right? I mean, for if it wasn't for like four or five turnovers and a blocked fee, or a blocked punt for a touchdown, the Bills win that game you know, for everything to go wrong. So she also writes, Wall of Shame, the commentators, just admit the Cowboys aren't as good as you want them to be. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you, TV Nerd, for writing that in. Yes, it's like, hey, hey, Tony, you know, just, just give the Bills some bleeping credit, which he did towards the end. But yeah, the Cowboys, yeah. Sorry, we're not just here to watch the Cowboys. It was like they kind of went in with the assumption that the the Cowboys were going to win. And I think kind of felt that narrative, you know, or kind of followed that narrative. And it's like, oh, maybe the Bills uh, could actually win this one. Yeah, yeah, you think? Kathleen writes in, man, a lot of lady listeners writing in. I love it. Ladies are in. Kathleen writes in, the Wall of Fame, the offensive line. Oh, no, did I already read this one? Did she copy someone else's? <laughs> oh, no, no. She literally almost wrote <laughs> something that was exactly what someone wrote. Eric Helwig wrote wrote before. Offensive line gave Allen Allen the best protection of the season. That's literally almost word for word. Allen proves he's accurate when given time. Hey, 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 I think we have a controversy on the podcast. Kathleen is literally writing almost the exactly thing, the exact same thing that Eric Helwig wrote earlier. Eric, are you afraid we're not going to get to you? Do you have to write it under your wife's Twitter account? What the heck's going on? Beasley made Cowboys pay for their mistake. Beasley made Cowboys pay for their mistake. Kevin Johnson with a big game. Kevin Johnson with the big game. <laughs> Oliver with his best game. Oliver with his best game. Okay. All right, Eric. All right. Maybe the lady listeners aren't all in. <laughs> That's funny. That has never happened before. A little bit of a controversy there. That's funny. I don't care. You can still keep writing under two different names. Whatever. We'll probably get to one of them. <laughs> Dave Thorpe writes in. Dave Thorpe. Nine and three, baby. Dominated the number one offense and the number or the number six defense. That's great points. Wall of Fame. Josh showed maturity, poise, and leadership all game. Honorable mentions to Ed Oliver and Starr. Both had an inspired game, especially the first half. Now, now John, you know what's funny is people were asking, were calling for Starr's head. They're like, we need to dump this guy. I, as far as I'm concerned, the last few weeks, he's really stepped up his game. I mean... Not that I was worried that he was the reason why that, but the, but the bill you always look for blame when the Bills are getting gashed up by the run and they're losing, you know, when they lost against the Browns. I, are you at this point? Are you worried at all about Star and are you okay with him? I mean, I I guess not even they should they even worry about cutting him after this season? In your opinion, I think they've been doing good with the rotation and when. I think the defense has just made good adjustments after they had, you know, a few games in a row where they were getting beat up on the run. Um, 
you know, I, I think Zeke was doing good today on the run, too. I mean, well, he had a 30-yard run, so it might skew the stats a little bit. I don't know why. You mentioned it before. I don't know why they didn't give it to him more on the ground. Um, but, I, I mean, the, I think the rotation's been fine, and I think that the uh, the coaching adjustments and the play calling is, has, has, has been good. They've made good adjustments, so I think uh, they've been fine there. Yeah, I'm not worried about Stark too much at this point, especially with the way he's been showing up the last few games. And also, you know, you have to remember that Harrison Phillips is coming back next season, and he plays the same one-technique role that Stark plays. So there'll be a better rotation in there. I know Corey Legia's doing a, you know, a pretty respectable um, job, you know, in 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 the wake of Harrison Phillips, and I'm glad they signed him. You know, give more credit to Brandon Bean for finding these guys, you know, in the middle of the season when major guys go down which I don't believe there was any major um, injury today, too. So you figure, you know, you go into the the, t- or the 10 days until the next game against the Baltimore Ravens and, uh, you know, no major injuries, knock on wood. So um, even even Robert Foster was active today and played. And I thought after he pulled up last week that he was not going to play this week or at least a few more weeks. But he did, man. Megatron writes in. Now another lady listener. Man, geez, I'm not doing this on purpose. They're just that that well-written wall of fame Cole Beasley and Josh Allen for not showing any nerves and delivering the game of his life wall of shame the refs for calling non-existent penalties could call there for sure you guys ready to get weird tonight or what for sure <laughs> oh looking straight grizzly <laughs> here's one from Joe Magley I don't know if we've ever read one of Joe's tweets but I uh, love it. Josh Allen all the way for the Wall of Fame. Wall of Shame, house losing money. Scared me when leaving four points on the board in a tight game at the time, for sure. I think we were all thinking about that. Are these going to come back to bite us, or are they not? Joshua Taylor writes in, for the first time, all right, Josh, Joshua, <laughs> first time with the Wall of Fame, Wall of Shame comment, but Wall of Fame? By the way, if you were, you should absolutely write in if you've never done it before. There's a good chance that we're going to read it. So uh, Wall of Fame? Josh, Beasley, and Ed Oliver. They really set the tone today. And Wall of Shame, Hauschka, and the Horrible Refs. Also honor, honorary mention. Wall of Fame, Jordan Phillips for mocking Zeke and Trey Save the Day White for mocking Dak. <laughs> Jadavious White is easily my one of my favorite players of the Buffalo Bills in like the last 10 years. He is just, he's, he's, his, awesome. he's awesome. He's so good. He's hysterical. He's funny. He's likable. He's so likable. So... He could probably also goaltend for the Sabres. Yeah, right, you're right. I bet you. I hear that he's one of the best uh, goaltenders in Louisiana. Um, that I think you're right. I think he could be a goaltender. He should start up his own school, his own his own goaltending school. I'm not just a spokesperson. I'm also a student. Get down. Butterfly. Have butterfly. You got a veteran. Represent the Trey Academy. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Um, and then we'll end it with this one because I haven't I haven't read one from Phil before. So Phil Perry writes nine and three, ten exclamation points, wall of fame, the Bills as a whole. Uh, but it's late here in Blighty. Let's say Josh, as my son, will wear his 17 shirt with pride in the morning. I have no idea where Blighty is, but I think it's from another maybe another country. Wall of shame, refs and the doubters who are munching humble pie, not turkey. <laughs> nice, man. So with that, we're going to end. The Wall of Famers and Wall of Shamers brought to you by our partners over at Del Lago Casino and Resort. Uh, check out the DraftKings Sportsbook over there for, you know, like we did last week. Our podcast was recorded from the DraftKings Sportsbook. So um, that was fun. We're going to do another. Th- so speaking of giveaways, 
Um, one of the cool things about our partnership with DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago Casino is that they gave us some items to give away. So we're not doing one of their items this week just because I haven't picked it up. I forgot to last week. That was my bad. <laughs> but we have something really sweet. So um, if you didn't know this, last, uh, last time um, Adam Talmadge, one of our listeners, uh, won the John Brown signed autographed jersey that we gave away. Now, um, you know, I dropped it off last week. Luckily, he lives in the same town. You know, we stopped. I had a beer. You know, we hung out. No, I didn't. I didn't see him. I just stopped it. <laughs> dropped it off on his back door. It would have been kind of weird if I met him. Not, not to be honest, I feel like I kind of know him. But he was super cool. Messaged us. Thank you so much. He was so grateful. Really cool. Happy for him to win. Um, we have about 50 or 60 people in a giveaway rotation. Not a rotation, but just in a pool of people that can win. And if you're wondering how you can win the next giveaway... What you have to do, and I'll repeat this again after I tell you what the, the the giveaway is, you have to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Now, go to Buffalo Rumblings. Just search Buffalo Rumblings, and on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a five-star review. Now, somewhere in that review, you have to say CTW is circling the wagons because I won't know if it's just a great review for our great podcast channel, which, you know, there's a lot of great podcasts within this channel, like, you know, Nick and Nolan Show, Blitz Bills, all those guys. So you have to mention CTW is circling the wagons there. You also have to leave your Twitter handle or possibly your Instagram handle or whatever it is because I am going to read that as the winner. So if your handle is at the Bills Dude, then your review handle should be at the it should be the Bills Dude. It shouldn't be like Jeff um, HKB2360. Like don't do that. Just leave it as your Twitter handle. Make it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> so so what? So I'll, and then all you have to do is you know just you know follow us on Twitter obviously or Instagram or Facebook whatever's easiest for you and and uh, let me know. And if you don't have, you're like, oh, I don't have an iPhone or I don't have an Apple. Well, you can still make an iTunes account because a few of our listeners actually have done that. They create iTunes accounts and left us review an Apple Podcast that way. So so go ahead, give that. If you have any issues, make sure to message me and I'll let, and I'll uh, and I'll help you sort it out. So this week's giveaway. That we're going to announce next week, the winner for is a Tremaine Edmonds signed autographed jersey giveaway. Now, this is um, an extra large jersey. It is, I believe, it's a blue one. I can't remember if it's the blue or the white one. Either way, it's still a jersey. Um, and uh, it's got his authentic signature. It's like one of those, you know, they have like notaries for like signatures for sports memorabilia, so that it's not fake or whatever. So this is what. This has along with it. So this is completely free to you. Obviously, I will pay for shipping. That's why I'm kind of hoping it's someone within this uh, continent, <laughs> you know, because we have a lot, a ton of listeners, like I mentioned before, in the UK and other parts of the uh, the world. So I'm hoping this is going to be a close one. But uh, but yeah, so this is a Tremaine Edmonds signed jersey. Again, uh, leave us an Apple Podcast review. Um, follow us on Twitter, and um, I'll also post this on Twitter in, in all different areas of. Uh, of uh social media so hopefully you guys are all following us there on instagram facebook twitter blah 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 so good luck to everyone we will be announcing a winner next week if you already want or if you or if you're already on the list for the giveaway you just have to stay there because you already left us a review which we appreciate greatly um just helps our podcast channel in general meet reach more people so appreciate you guys doing that um john do you think you know here's a here's just a just a should should adam be allowed to win this Tremaine Edmonds jersey since he already won the John Brown jersey. Should I take him out of the list for the running? No, I think it starts over. I think you, you can win again. 
You can win again. Ooh, really? All right. The rich get richer. <laughs> all right. All right. I like that. All right, Adam. Adam's still in. I know everyone, though, though that's already in the pool <laughs> that didn't win last time is like, son of a bitch. But, but I will say, though, the other thing I didn't mention earlier is that you have to listen to the podcast every single week. Because if you don't win, like a few friends of ours, you know, a few listeners, they didn't listen every week so they did not win i believe we went four or five weeks before we actually announced a winner so i'm not sure how many weeks we're going to go it could be next week but if you do not listen when i announce your name i'm not going to contact you it is not my job to make sure i'm not your parent i'm not going to try to make sure that you, you know i'm going to give you this uh this free jersey this free signed autographed jersey jersey so um you have to contact me and adam did literally on monday that monday morning he's like thanks for the jersey guys blah blah, blah. that's how you do it okay so anyway so Good luck to everyone there. So next week, um, the Bills play the uh, the Baltimore Ravens in Buffalo, and that's going to be a really exciting game. John, you feel uh, you feel better about the Bills-Ravens game now that uh, the Bills won against the Cowboys, a game that we, des- we didn't necessarily think they were going to win when we first did our predictions this season. So now they literally only have to win like one more game to guarantee their way into the playoffs. Well, well, two things. First of all, I, I did predict a win at the beginning of the season. Well, that's only because you had the Bills going 16-0, and 0, right? Still. Still. <laughs> oh, well, well done, then. Good job. I wasn't worried about the Ravens to begin with. Oh, wow. No, good for you. Did they beat – I can't even remember what they beat the Rams by last week. It was like 46-8 to 8 or something stupid like that. It was – Rams, man. The Rams. It's, it's the Rams. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. Hey, the Rams were in the Super Bowl last year, dude. <laughs> but it's also Jared Goff, and we'll see. Um, but yeah, okay, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening. Um, like I mentioned before, if we missed anything today or if you want to be ready for next week's game, please check out the rest of our amazing lineup on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast channel. Feels so good to be 9-3. and three. Bills winning on Thanksgiving Day. First time they've done that since 1975. And, uh, man, it's going to be a good weekend. going to be a great weekend. So signing off for John. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> and for me, Nate, go Bills. Enjoy 9-3. Enjoy the holiday season. And enjoy this Bills 2019 anthem by recording artist Dom Brown. And we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. Buffalo, Buffalo, Buffalo is the mafia.
Buffalo is the Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.